Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to sit down and chat to amazing humans about their journeys and their stories with mental health. For this episode, I'm so happy to introduce Meshi Balog to the conversation. Welcome, Meshi. Hi, hi, Matt. Hi, lovely to see you. Um, as always, just a very brief introduction from me, how we got to this recording. I'll let you do a proper introduction, let people know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, we come from a common area. We both come from the travel industry. So when we started talking about opportunities and uh, things for the future, we, we sort of had this common connection around conversations of helping people. So I won't share too much more. I'll let you talk a little bit about what you do. But um, we just decided that it would be nice to get together, have a conversation, let you know, or let the audience know a little bit more about Yameshi as well. Um, so yeah, so if you want to do a little introduction to yourself, tell people about who you are and what you do. Sure, thanks, Matt. Um, so yes, uh, the Amex Times uh, connected us uh, together uh, from the past. Um, and um, yeah, so basically, uh, I run a company called Treat Your Stuff. Um, and we do um, workplace well-being consultancy and also uh, employee events. So everything from physical well-being to mental health and mindfulness, um, lovely chair massage from advice on nutrition, what to eat, when to eat, um, what's healthy, um, and also lots of talks uh, with expert uh, speakers on anything important uh, to our own health. Brilliant. Well, everything in there, it ticks all my boxes in terms of, you know, supporting people, well-being and all the health elements. So no doubt we'll venture into some of those conversations as well and thoughts around it. Um, but as always, the guests that I have the wonderful opportunity to sit down and chat to or listen to um, tell us a story. So I'm going to ask you to tell us a bit of a story about your journey um, experiences with mental health. And I'll let you share what you're willing to share and, and talk about now. Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I would start um, the journey perhaps um, when 10 years ago I moved uh, uh, from Hungary to, to the UK. Um, it was actually a very big decision. I always wanted to explore how life um, abroad feels like. And, um, and, and finally I made the decision to, to move abroad actually next january i'm gonna celebrate my 10th anniversary in this country so big time and um and when i came to the uk i was desperate to get a marketing job and i was <laughs> i was doing everything to get uh, to get at continue my career what i was doing back home uh but i had to realize it was a bit a uh, bit tougher than i thought also, um, some people may not experience this in the UK, but when you actually do not speak English as, as your first language and you move to a country where, where, where they do, is yeah, is, is not easy to realize like obstacles and um, what a struggle it can be, um, you know, for, for, for a newcomer to, on one hand, to understand other people and on the other hand, to, to talk and you know, make your make your views and stuff. Um, and then and then the different accents coming and then you struggle and you don't understand. And I think it it makes like a lot of strength and effort to to kind of like keep going, right? So many people say you move to another country and then maybe like in a year or a year and a half, that's that's the turning point when most people kind of like you can say it's give up, but innovate's giving up, innovate's a decision that they just decide it's not for them or for whatever reason they move up, move back to their own country. 
So I think for every foreigner who moves here, you should be like a pretty like strong like reason why you why you feel you want to stay and that will keep you going even after someone is asking you back for like the fourth time what did you just say sorry can you please repeat <laughs> and then you're like mm, sure we just don't understand each other so yeah that kept me going and then made me kind of like progress slowly um so that was the the first obstacle i think what i what i should overcome um, and then after getting into a job for a year and a half, um, where I learned a lot, uh, learned a lot about, about like UK life here and everything, um, that's when I finally got to Amex. Um, and that was, yeah, 2015 or so. And, uh, yeah, that's where the big journey started with, with a big, uh, corporation with, with a big company. Back then, it was the time when they started to separate um, the travel business from the credit card uh, side of things. So it was massive chaos, like um, uh, behind the scenes and uh, trying to work around uh, the transformation, uh, the whole project uh, with, with the separation and, and teams working together, uh, separating like offices, teams, people. It was really like challenging um and and the new and the new way of working for me to be to be honest um but yeah so i made that through and then we moved to canary wharf and um and yeah i got to know the amazing world of uh business travel which was actually new to me uh back then um and yeah pretty challenging times from me being an executive assistant kind of like Sliding slowly into the 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 marketing um, marketing era, which I kind of like always wanted. So I did extra work. I had a second month with the meetings and events team. I was working weekends. I was helping them. I went to conferences abroad because because I just I was just passionate and I wanted to try myself. I wanted to get to know the teams, the people. So I think. I think pretty much most, most, almost most of the days for the first two years or two and a half, I think I was the very last person who who left who left the building. Uh, I know every cleaner. I know I knew the people who came, uh, you know, after hours to um, to clean the offices. I knew the security people. They sometimes came upstairs checking. Oh, is this someone still here? Like ten p.m. and things like that. Like ten thirty um so yeah i was very passionate i wanted to do the most i wanted to to you know get to know like everyone and everything i was working many times with the u.s people until late um and yeah that was that was that was a that was a nice journey and i need to say thank you to my to my previous boss who was uh who was christoph and he was vp technologies who who hired me back then and he was very kind and gave me a chance to kind of like getting involved into other teams and getting you know getting to um to do basically extra work and um just to try myself really with with the marketing team with the comms team with the events team and and that gave me like you know really great experience and then also um the paysetter award which is probably you know as well so amex gbt has um this employee of the year like they call it paysetter award they take you to this amazing luxury holiday for a whole week 
right. um, if you get the best rating at your at your um, year end performance rating. And I remember like that moment was like, like, really? you guys giving me this award like how do i like i don't deserve this like i'm so new to this company like there are people here who are working for this great company for like 30 years and and is it me really who get to go there um and it's like a couple of hundred people like globally so it was not me alone but still i, I felt like really uncomfortable it 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 absolutely didn't feel like i deserve it and i was like oh my god people might hate me like that i got this like amazing thing but I was wrong like everyone was really welcoming they were happy for me and I remember what my boss said when I was looking at him when he told me like he got this award I was like what like I was shocked and he said Meshi like you always have to compare yourself to to your own journey so look how far you've come from from the day one when you started at this company and that was like such an amazing feeling and then made me think like oh okay so I don't need to compare myself to others, you know. The only thing matters is is actually your own journey. And and it doesn't matter, you know, that I moved to, to a new country and I moved, I don't know, when I was 29. I could have moved when I was 18, but I did not. My life was, you know, on a different path, on a different journey. But, you know, like as time passes by, you kind of like learn to, you know, appreciate your own self and... Uh, and understand what what your own journey is and kind of like be happy with where you are and what you accomplish um so yeah that was that was a great big achievement and i i was very proud and very happy uh that people appreciated me at at um at amex and it just made me um you know it gave me like a like a confirmation that it's worth to yeah. to fight it's worth to keep going and to do more and and go beyond Amazing. Well, I, I, I find it fascinating. There's so many things I want to sort of talk about and ask you about in there, because I think if it's OK, I'd like to just sort of go back to the very beginning. Yeah, of, of course. It's just to ask a couple of questions, really. And the first one is about you moving here, you know, to, to England, to the UK. Um, and, and you said you it was a struggle at first. Did you have anybody around you at the time? Did you come on your own? Did you come with others? Did you have friends or family already here? What was the sort of situation for you when you, I guess, landed in the UK? How did that sort of play out for you? Yeah, uh, no, I had no one. Um, I mean, no family. I had, um, I was a member in a, in a student organization called ISEC. It's similar to Erasmus. They do student exchanges, like a global okay. um, a global uh, student organization, like um, in, in many countries. Yeah. And uh, lots of my ISEC friends from from uni, they were here. So it was more like a friendship circle, um, so to say. And um, uh, yeah, but basically no family. So my inner like big reason why I moved was like I wanted to kind of like start a new life. I was jumping out from a very long uh, relationship, which I wanted to close and, and start a new chapter. So... I decided whatever it takes, I'll, I'll move. That's quite a move, right? So it's moving country, moving to another um, environment. I think you, you know, you mentioned about the the languages at the beginning as well. Obviously, that was a, a little bit more challenging. Um, it's interesting because obviously there's a lot of people out there who have moved countries in their lives and you know come into you know wherever it is, whether they're going into England or going out into Europe or the rest of the world. Um, and language is a big part, right? What about culturally as well? Because I don't know much about sort of your background culturally sort of what was the expectations I guess is probably the the biggest question I can ask from from a cultural perspective for you 
Uh, yeah, that's that's a very interesting one. So um, I'll be very honest with you, and <laughs> I don't want to like make them like look like anything. I don't know, bad or, or, or something. But it's maybe we just talk about the difference. But Eastern Europe or, or Central Europe uh, can be can be a bit different in terms of how people think or. Um, how people think about not just themselves, but just generally how they see the world. And probably it's also historical times and also like generations, how people are raised and what's around us. But I would say it's a little bit close-minded uh, or a bit more close-minded than than when you when you move to um to the Western countries a bit more. Uh, it's not that much diversity there as well. So diversity here in London for me that was like mind blowing and very new and you know how mixed this 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 whole society is and yeah. and um, and someone someone told me this that London is um, some kind of melting pot you know that uh, all the different people from all the different countries just just come here and end up here and and you know uh, trying to make their dreams come true um, but yeah very different culturally so just just one thing like the pace itself yeah. is incredible here like comparing to what's there like here i think today's corporate culture we are nearly at the uh the live like same moment email same hour email like someone like sends you something you immediately jump on it you immediately on it uh like back home Maybe you get an answer in two, three days, and that's fine. And here, if someone is not responding to you same day, you start worrying, oh my God, like what's going on? Like you just look very different. So yeah, pace, culture, way of thinking, openness, diversity, all of it. Yeah, I you know, I love it. I find it fascinating. I've I've traveled for many, many years and I've always found cultural differences is quite interesting. But you're right, when you go into to a city or you go into even big businesses or organizations, not necessarily big businesses, businesses have multicultural, you know, society within that, with a community. Um, and and something that a lot of companies obviously will struggle with is is how do we support all the communities? How do we support oh, everything? exactly, yeah from different experiences and backgrounds and and i think this is linking quite nicely into sort of where your direction's going now with treat your staff you know because that's why i wanted to talk to you about that because you're a unique individual who has a an experience of you know many different factors within the workplace you've you've had that struggle at the very beginning to find the work that you wanted to you've you've managed to get into a role in a corporate which then was something that you were really excited and and eager and keen and you know energized to do there's some concerns in there that i will say when you say about the working extended hours you know that's something that i'm always a little bit you know concerned about because working extended hours obviously means you're giving so much more of yourself than maybe sometimes employers deserve and i don't mean that your employer at the time didn't deserve it but it's just one of those challenges isn't it did you ever get to a point so that leads into this question and then we'll talk about your business but did you yeah. ever get point where you were absolutely shattered where you were really tired where there was just you felt you've done too much did you ever get to that oh yeah oh yeah I did and uh, and I'll be honest I also struggled a little bit with um with uh with someone at work who was okay I tried to phrase it nicely was not was not too kind um in in terms of how we um should have or could have collaborated at the very beginning and 
Um, yeah, it, it 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 made me it made made my life a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a struggle sometimes, um, and um, yeah, probably this a factor and also like the extended hours, as you said, did lead to a point. I think I was like six months in or something um, at GBT when I was very very close to the point when I say like I, I can't I can't go on like that. And um, at that point, all my friends, everyone, it, it, even my family, I had discussions back home. Like they said, it's not worth it. Just like when you reach a point, you reach a point, just go, like leave. This is not, um, I'll be honest. I had like, like for me to release stress was like crying. And I had like that many times happening to me. Oh. Um uh, after hours or when when I was going home and and I felt like I must keep going because I was new to the country in mm. a way I felt like um like this 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 company and this big brand is my chance in a way you know to kind of like stay here and 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 stay strong and keep going and um that was that was hard times and and what what was really really amazing that that in in a way I managed to kind of overcome this conflict with with this other colleague uh, at work um, because I decided to choose a strategy which which I never I never managed to to actually accomplish in my life when you turn a new page and you say okay it's a new page from tomorrow. And I close my eyes and I forget everything you did to me. I forget everything you said to me. And I forget that you wanted to, you know, get me out of this company, that you really were behaving not, not nicely to me. And I managed to do that. I shifted. I shifted my mindset. And I think that that made me feel, you know, really strong. And it was fascinating to see how others re react when you, you know, when you completely change your your attitude, your your behavior. And I remember that that poor woman, and, and she was in shock. She just couldn't handle the situation. I decided that morning. I remember I entered the glass doors of the office building, and I said, "Okay, you know what I'm gonna do." We, we we were not even talking to each other. It was it was crazy. Like people were talking about it. It was not that conflict, you know, when the air is like vibing between us. It was so negative. And I'm like, I'm gonna go into this office and I'm gonna smile into her face and I'm gonna ask how she is and I'm gonna listen to her stories and I'm gonna I'm gonna just shift. And then I remember she was looking at me like like she she just couldn't deal with the whole thing. That the situation was you know at that point really really not good. Yeah. But you know, at the first place, you just can't like go on like that. But I was younger than her; she was more senior, so I, I found it really, really, really challenging. But from that day, I knew, okay, I'm strong enough. I could do one day. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna win this whole thing, and that's how I'm gonna win because it's my kind of like battle. Mm -hmm. Um, and guess what? Uh, I don't know. In a couple of months' time. She was actually like uh, sent like with you know whatever circumstances doesn't really matter, but she left the company, and and I remember that day I was like, seriously, <laughs> okay, so it was worth it, and yeah, and then a new era started, and and that's um hundred percent honest now, you know when when you're in this 
toxic type of thing environment and it's usually people yep. who causing causing the toxicness it's not it's usually not your job not your work not your i don't know like i don't know stress related stuff with an excel file it's usually the people and and it made me feel okay like it was worth to keep going and and after that point I just felt more balanced and new opportunities came and that, that was a very different era but not too many people know about this story and I had a few people who supported me during this journey but because I was new I didn't really make a big fuss about it because I thought well I should just you know like sit on my mouth and keep going because I'm new at the company and I'm young um but yeah, I I do uh, uh, have different thoughts about this, and probably if I would experience this second time, I would act differently. But yeah, that's 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 our journey. So yeah, incredible. And uh, you know, so so you've shared some really insightful things around the sort of experience of being in the workplace, which lots of people will go through, right? Relationships with others, you know. Unfortunately, we're not all made to connect with each other that well, you know. So people have different personalities. They different, you know, different way they see the world. The perspectives very different. And I and I always think of, you know, within the mental health world that I work in, we talk about a thing called the frame of reference, which is defined by all of the experiences of somebody's life right so that could be many different factors it's not one variable that makes us different from another it's multiples of those so so what i but what i really love there meshi is when you said you changed your mindset and you know there is a big thing about you can't change other people's attitudes and opinions but you can change yours so you can change your which is the only one you can change by looking at it and going okay what do i want to do you know the best thing to do in a conflict is send love to the other person rather than trying to fight them because that throws them off kilter and it you know destabilizes them a little bit more because they're like why is this person liking me or talking to so i think that's brilliant um i'm conscious of time we've got a few more okay. minutes and I do want to talk about what you've done because obviously you've left Amex GBT now and yes. you're doing your own thing, which I think is amazing. And I love that. And I really want to sort of explore that. But talk to us a little bit more about sort of that transition from corporate world to where you are now. Maybe some of the challenges that you might have had and, you know, what you want to do for the future. So there you go. That's a big question. You've got a couple of minutes to answer. OK, thank you. Sure, sure. Yes, so this year, 2023, is the year of the, the change for me. Um, I left I left GBT after ne nearly eight years, actually, in uh, in February. So um, and uh, and since then, I got to I got to a realization of starting my own business. Um, the whole thing came um, from my actually past like year and a half to um, when I was working on employee engagement with the UK leadership team at GBT on trying to um, get people back to the offices, like trying to work on the culture after the pandemic um, and, and just generally organize, you know, like sports events or anything anything what would engage people um, a bit more, you know, like surviving the pandemic and like basically start living in the, in the, in this new era. Um, and one of the, one of the big highlights uh, for me from this period was um, that we organized a massive big event, which was a wellness week last year. Um, and that was like um, uh, an event for all UK workforce, like we talk around 2,000 people approximately um, in different offices in London, Glasgow and Manchester. 
Um, and the main idea was to cover all areas of, um, of well-being. So basically physical well-being, mental, uh, mental health, mindfulness, and also financial well-being. Um, each day had a different pillar. Um, each day we had different expert speakers. We had sessions. We had panel discussions with our suppliers. They were involved. We were talking about employee well-being, traveler well-being, what it means today, what it means after the pandemic, how people react, how people think differently. And that event was massive success uh, last year. And that made me think, okay, I was really, really enjoying working with these people, sharing experiences, talking about my own journey, my own experience. And it just made me made me made me think okay it's time it's time to set up my own business um so yeah and then in march the journey started with uh, with treat your stuff the name i was thinking for like i think four months uh, <laughs> in my life would be the best name for my new company and i remember i just woke up like i don't know like 5 a.m in the middle of the night like one of the evening because my brain was all about like okay let's be creative let's be mindful Sorry, and it just came to me. Treat your stuff, and I'm like, that's it. Stop thinking. Amazing. Maybe the name could be better, but it just came to me, like in my dreams, and I'm like, okay, that's gonna be the name of my company. Um, and yeah, like, uh, long story short, since March, the journey is on. So jumping out of the corporate world into a completely new era, which I never experienced, and and working as your own boss is as amazing and beautiful and good sounding as challenging oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a balance, isn't it? yeah. you can you can relate you can relate yeah. so yeah but honestly making the jump i think it's one thing when i was very proud and very excited I, I was on the top in march when i was like i'm doing this company and i got the the the, the limited company papers and i was incredibly excited to now, which is September, when I'm feeling honestly the maybe the second time or the first time when I'm really engaged and I'm like, okay, I have like a few months behind me, like up and down, thinking about is this really for me? Is this maybe not for me? Talking talking about this with my dad, who sarcastically is telling you, well, honey, maybe you need a boss. Maybe this is not for you maybe maybe that's not something you should explore and you're like there crying out your eyes and you're like no that's your motivation then to do it carry on isn't it exactly. prove people wrong prove people wrong exactly and then you're like no way i am doing this so yeah it's it's a journey and i had like up and down moments with the whole thing and and days when i was talking about it as a struggle and then and then days when i was like i'm a tiger i look into the mirror and i'm saying okay i'm going to i'm going to do this um so yeah on this note i'm encouraging every single person who is listening to this podcast try and do your own business and fight for your passion and don't hesitate and don't wait and what I think is really important to to know that you are not alone. You always have a support network around you, like you, Matt, uh, like my previous colleagues, my 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 teams, my people, the therapists I'm working with. Um, every single person who does their passion is just so inspiring and amazing. I think, and uh, and it gives you strength. It gives you 
um, I don't know, something to, to keep you going in a way when you feel like maybe it's a tough day, maybe it's hard, maybe you question if, if you can do it or if you can't. Um, but it's just very, very inspiring, I find, especially in the UK, to be honest. Yeah, amazing. And, it, you know, it's a lonely space sometimes being a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, you know, and it, and, and starting your own thing. It takes a lot of guts, you know, to to put yourself into that position and, you know, going from especially moving from a big corporate to to a world where, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's no guarantees in, in that world. But keep passionate. That's the key, isn't it? And I think that if you retain the passion, that's what I've always thought about with my business as well. It's like I still feel as passionate today as I did at the beginning. I probably feel more passionate now about it because I've found my purpose, my cause, my my thing and my groove. So and that's what I would just say to you, Meshi, is, you know, keep doing it. And also, you're right, connecting with others in that world in that space who are doing it themselves it's really important too it's it's the only thing we can sometimes you know when we're feeling lonely remember there's there's others who feel lonely so if we don't if we connect maybe we're not as lonely as we were so brilliant um we are right at the end um I always like to just leave it with one final thought from my guest uh whether that's a quote or a thought or a statement you want to share but you know feel free any final thought yeah, so my final thought would be what uh, what this whole journey taught me, I think, in the last 10 years since I moved to this country is um, always start the journey within you. Uh, and that's where everything starts. Um, when you get to the point to realize, as you said as well, to change things around you, um, is 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 maybe hard and challenging and once you realize it starts with you and it starts within you uh that's when you that's when you're gonna win so yeah the journey starts within you okay no i agree i love that your journey starts within you so absolutely true i totally agree with it as well um Meshi, thank you so much for joining me on this. I've really enjoyed listening to you and it's been interesting to sort of hear more about your experiences and everything else. I hope you found it useful too. Um, but yeah, thanks very much. Just really appreciate it. So um, look after yourself. Good luck with Treat Your Star. And um, thank you. Everything else. I'll keep track and see how things progress. Um, I'll drop the links to it as well. So anybody that's listening wants to check it out, feel free. Just check it out in the, in the post to this as well. So thank you, Meshi. It's been a pleasure. Look after yourself. Take care. Thank you.